Hello, and welcome to the first ever episode of Unapologetic. If you don't know already, my name's Nick. So, I want to start off by kind of just talking about my goal for this podcast, which is to uh, analyze and just kind of talk about uh, apologetics, uh, theology, and politics, all in one sort of conversation, in one in one area, you know, um, and all through the lens of, you know, God in the center of it, you know, because... Um, our faith should inform our decisions and um, just having him be the foundation for which we build our beliefs on all of this. So so on here, I'd like to kind of talk about some contending for the Christian uh, philosophy, you know, in some areas. Uh, that's what apologetics is. Um, and I'd like to talk about just some theology in general, you know, uh, and also just some political commentary here and there. So with that said, let's get into it. Now, this may be a kind of a bold concept for me to talk about on my first ever podcast, um, but for this episode, I'd like to talk about the meaning of life. Everyone searches for it. Very few find it. Uh, discovering the meaning of human existence and life's purpose is the ultimate question of the human condition, you know? Um, everybody is always longing for it. They're looking for it in, in everything, everywhere they, they go, and all these things that end up damaging them. People are constantly trying to look for something to to give their life meaning. Uh, but the answer is so so simple. You know, it's not it's not this big you know question. It's it's simple because it's so ingrained in our lives already. Because that's it's what we were made for, and that's relationship. So we exist. The reason where we we were created is to have a whole, unbroken, perfect relationship with God. So, let me explain why. Genesis 1.27 says, So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. Now, God is not a physical being in the sense that we are. Um, I believe in a triune God. Um, not three gods, but one God that is three persons. Um, the best way I can kind of explain that is with uh, water, H2O. It uh, comes in three forms, you know, solid, liquid, and gas. But at the molecular level, it's still the same. And that's the way uh, God kind of is, you know. He manifests himself in the ways of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And because of that, because of the way God is inherently, uh, God himself is a relationship. So when he created us in his image, it doesn't necessarily mean physically, uh, but spiritually. Now, Let's talk about uh, what that perfect relationship with God looks like. And to do that, I want to pull a word from Hebrew. Shalom. Uh, which is Hebrew for peace. This is not our modern, superficial view of peace. Uh, Oxford Dictionary defines peace in two ways. One, as freedom from disturbance, tranquility. And two, a state or period in which there is no war, or a war has ended. But this is not what shalom, or true peace, really is. Peace is not the absence of conflict, uh, like we, we so often think it is in our world today. Global peace, the absence of war, the absence of conflict. But peace really is the presence of something. The Hebrew word shalom can be used to describe a wall around a city. You know, uh, When that wall is complete, structurally sound, uh, in whole, uh, that wall is in shalom. It's in. It's at peace. It is whole. It is. It is one. And in this way, when we're in a perfect relationship with God, 
we are complete, whole in purpose, and in shalom. Now, how does this shalom influence how I interact with other people? To quote Hebrews again, uh, So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. Now, why did God create interpersonal relationships? Why did he create man and woman relationships? He created this to be an imperfect image of our relationship with him. Men and women are different, and as un-PC as that may be uh, to say nowadays, it's the truth. God designed men and women to be different, so when they're in a relationship, they're a completion of each other's character. God contains every good character trait, and he gave half of those to women and half of those to men. Marriage is the union of a man and a woman, and in that union, we can begin to see a blurry and damaged picture of our perfect God. When we are in shalom with God, when he is a part of our lives, filling us up with his love and goodness, we can begin to pour out the love of God to other broken, incomplete, peaceless individuals. And they can get a tiny glimpse of God's peace and God's love and want it for themselves. This is the Great Commission. Once we have been saved and once we accept the perfect sacrifice of Jesus Christ and can once again join God in relationship, Matthew twenty-eight eighteen through 20 says this, Then Jesus came to them and said, All the authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Once we've been saved, we're called to share that joy, hope, and peace with others so they can fulfill their life's purpose. Wholeness with God. Relationship. And you can see in our culture today um, just how much people long for relationship. We were, we were designed, and, you know, and like I said earlier, we were, we were designed to be in a relationship with God. We were designed to worship God. And now that our rela- relationship with God is imperfect and it's broken, people are looking for things to worship. They're longing for it. They, there's always there's all these things that people give worth to in their lives that aren't God. And it's unhealthy. It never leaves them satisfied. The root of, of all sin is the worship of the self. Um, Lucifer, you know, he was cast down from heaven because he wanted to be God. The very first denial and pushback from God was, was pride. And it was the worship of, of yourself, you know. And that's why, that's why pride is so powerful. When we worship ourselves over God, we're, we're never happy. We're never fulfilled because we're always wanting what we need before other people and before God. And that's where this culture that we live in today comes from. It's a post-truth culture. Truth doesn't matter. My personal preferences and opinions matter more than reality and truth itself because that's the way I want it to be. And that is... This quest for autonomy. Autonomy is not freedom. Autonomy is literally means, in Latin, law unto oneself. Self-law. We are on a quest to make our own laws, to make everything as we see fit, as individuals. And th- what that does is that pushes God out of the equation. That pushes him out of our pl- the place of worship in our lives and puts us there. And then once we're there... We seek these other things to worship. 
you know, entertainment, food, all of these things that don't matter in life and that when we look for them outside of God, because God created these things and with him, we can enjoy them. But outside of worshiping him first and foremost, when we are worshiping ourselves first and we give ourselves away to these things, they're going to leave us empty and they're not going to fulfill us in the way that God can because that's what we are designed for is that relationship with God. And then when we don't have that relation, perfect relationship with God, and when we don't, we aren't filling ourselves up with Him. We our, our relationship with others are flawed. You know, we don't treat people the way they should be treated, and we don't love them the way they should be loved, and that pushes them away from us. And so then we have a broken relationship with God and a broken relationship with people. And the only re- way to restore those things is to spend time with God. In, in a human relationship, the only way you can amend things and the only way you can build a relationship with them is to be around them, to be in their presence and to enjoy them. And that's the only, same thing with God. The only way that you can get closer and draw closer to God is to spend time with Him intentionally. Reading God's Word, prayer, and even fellowship with other people for the same purpose of God. You know, going to, going to church and, and being in his presence and that kind of stuff. All of that stuff, we're around him and we begin, you know the phrase, you begin to become the people you hang out with. And that's true with God. The more time we spend with him and the more time we spend with people that are in love with him, the more we become like him and the more his character rubs off on us. So to recap, our, our purpose of our life, the purpose, the drive, the reason we do everything we do should be in quest and in search for that perfect relationship with God because it's already in quest and search of something. Why not search for the perfect relationship and the perfect thing that we can worship, that we can actually give worth to, and it will fill us up. And once we are filling ourselves up with God's love and filling ourselves up with His character and becoming more like Him, we can pour into our relationships with other people. And through the way we act, because we spend time with God, the more we act like God, the more we become like Him and we adapt His character, the more that people see that and they want that because God is perfect, God is good, and they see that in us. And when they see that in us, that's a great commission. That is our, that is our goal as, and our job as Christians. That is to tell people the good news. And so when we are showing that in our lives, they want that too. And other people want that and they see that and they get it. And then they show that in their lives and other people want it. So, thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Unapologetic. But even more, I hope that you grew, uh, thought, and learned something. In the future, I hope to um, discuss more topics of uh, apologetics, you know, to just kind of talk about and to kind of uh, not argue, but contend for and to, to, to show the logic behind the Christian philosophy and the lo- and the truth that there is there. And I also hope to um, discuss theology, you know, things that, that aren't essential to the base of Christian beliefs, but they are important to talk about and to know how we should interact with the world around us. And also politics, you know. Um, our faith should inform our politics. Our faith... Um, it is our responsibility as believers um, to go out and to vote 
and to be knowledgeable about our country and about our nation and about what we need to do because if we aren't doing anything to further the kingdom of God on this earth and to make sure that we still can do that, if we allow um, this fallen world to just have complete control, I don't see how that is uh, right. I think that it's our responsibility to know um, what we're doing and to be vocal about um, our beliefs because because that's our job. We can't just be content and we can't just sit around and let things happen. We need to be, we need to take responsibility. Um, and so I kind of like to talk about that too, because there's a lot of stuff going on in this world that is crazy. And it's stuff that people thought would never happen. Um, but it is. And uh, it needs to be talked about through a Christian perspective. Thanks so much for listening. If you want to hear more of this, you can follow my Instagram podcast underscore unapologetic that is uh, podcast underscore unapologetic and find more of my podcasts on soundcloud spotify and apple podcasts